in most ways, it was. 1989 was a year that changed the world. The end of the Cold War moved us from a world of division and nuclear blackmail to one of new opportunity and unprecedented prosperity. It set the stage for our modern era, globalization, the triumph of free markets, the spread of democracy. It ushered in the great global economic boom, lifting billions out of poverty around the world and firmly establishing America as the one and only superpower. And yet, it was a dangerous triumph, chiefly because we claimed it for ourselves and scarcely bothered to understand how this great change really came to pass. I sensed that we weren't seeing the full story even at the time. Today, I am sure of it. From the vantage point of two decades, and with a great deal of further research, I know now that our victory in the Cold War was not what it seemed. I have learned that it simply did not happen the way we think it did. Most painfully, the myths we spun around it have hurt the world and ourselves. What are these myths which we accept as truths? First, the people. Most accounts of 1989 come down to a simple plot line. Eastern Europe's long-repressed citizens, frustrated by poverty and lack of freedom and inspired by our example, rose up en masse and overthrew their communist overlords. Well, yes and no. In some countries, that is pretty much what happened, but in others, there was nothing of the sort. The most interesting and certainly most decisive subplot in this year of revolution was the tale of a small band of East European buccaneers, a mere handful of five or six top Hungarian leaders with little popular support who set out to bring down communism, not only in their own country, but across the East Bloc, in a conspiracy worthy of the most contrived Cold War spy thriller, they deliberately took aim at the Berlin Wall. And more than any others, it was they who brought it down. Theirs is the great untold story of 1989. A second myth concerns the role of history. We Americans tend to see the end of communism as somehow foreordained. The inherent flaws of communism brought about its collapse. It could not stand up to the example of the West. This is a tectonic view history as the interplay of great and almost inevitable forces. Seen from the ground, however, it looked very different. If you were there the night the Berlin Wall fell, you knew that it came to pass in the way it did because of a freak accident, a small and utterly human blunder. The iconic imagery of jubilant East Berliners celebrating atop the wall, pounding it with sledgehammers, in reality owes as much to happenstance as to culminating history. A third myth is most dangerous. The idea of the United States as an emancipator, a liberator of repressive regimes. This crusading brand of American triumphalism in time became gospel among neoconservatives, including many in the administration of George W. Bush. For them, The revolutions of 1989 became the foundation of a new post-Cold War Weltanschauung, 
The idea that all totalitarian regimes are similarly hollow at the core and will crumble with a shove from the outside. If its symbol is the Berlin Wall, coming down as Ronald Reagan famously bid it to do in a speech in Berlin in 1987. The operational model was Nicolae Ceausescu's Romania. Once the Wicked Witch was dead, as Francis Fukuyama, the eminent political economist, has put it, the munchkins would rise up and start singing joyously about their liberation. It is true that instead of seeking to contain the former Soviet Union, as previous administrations had done, the United States under Ronald Reagan chose to confront it. He challenged Mikhail Gorbachev not only to reform the Soviet system from within, but to tear down this wall. Yet other factors figure.